the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. We seem to have come a long way from all the pomp and circumstance of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem that we celebrated at the beginning of this service just a few short minutes ago. Perhaps nowhere else in all of our liturgies throughout the church year is there such a drastic change, drastic sharp turn of events. No sooner do we lower our palms and stop shouting, Hosanna in the highest, do we raise our fists in rage, shouting this time, crucify him. The entire Palm Sunday event and its relation to Jesus' final days might even seem to be a bizarre thing and something out of place. Why would Jesus even bother to make such a big fuss out of coming into Jerusalem? I mean, he must have known that he was going there to die. Why go through all the trouble only to be executed? As it turns out, Jesus actually knew exactly what he was doing every step of the way. We're often told in today's world, usually falsely in my opinion, that religion and politics should never meet. No one seemed to have given Jesus this memo because everything about his entry into Jerusalem was political. None of the events of that day happened by chance. We know this because the better part of the gospel we heard from St. Mark was Jesus giving detailed instructions to his disciples about how exactly he was going to enter into the city. He told them that they should find him a colt, a young donkey, to ride on. And it was upon this colt that Jesus would ride from the Mount of Olives, the location where everyone expected the great battle for Jerusalem's liberation to begin. It was upon this little colt. I imagine Jesus' feet probably dragging on the ground that Jesus rides into the city where people are waving palm fronds, laying their cloaks in the path, doing things that are only reserved for a triumphant national hero or a victorious general. It was upon this small, young donkey that Jesus, unarmed, without a military escort or a mighty army, rides through the streets while the crowds shout, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. God saves. Can you imagine that sight? Can you imagine that irony? Can you imagine what the political leaders and the religious authorities must have been thinking, looking down on that enormous crowd singing and cheering on that ridiculous-looking procession. Can you imagine what the disciples must have been thinking as they walked behind Jesus, looking up and seeing the glowers of those chief priests? 
For you see, in one of Jesus' final acts, he turns the idea of authority, the idea of power, completely upside down. Because without drawing one sword, Jesus, the poor rabbi, this ragtag group of followers, riding on a donkey, has just entered Jerusalem as a conquering hero. And you might imagine, after the events of this day, he is now seen as a legitimate threat to those authorities who have held on to their power through fear and intimidation. Such was the power of the gospel then. Such is the power of that gospel now. In the retelling of the passion of Jesus Christ, we are in fact retelling our own human story. Through Jesus' final days on earth, we encounter the full spectrum of what it means to be good and evil in our world. In the words of Jesus and his disciples, we find truth and meaning in suffering as well as in reconciliation and redemption. We learn what true forgiveness really is. And we see ourselves reflected at various points in Peter or in Judas or in the centurion. Palm Sunday, the Sunday of the Passion, serves as our entrance as witnesses to the events of Holy Week. It's kind of like seeing the movie Titanic or Apollo 13. We all know how it ends, but it's the entire story that makes it worth seeing. That story of Jesus' last days in Jerusalem is also our story. It begins today with his coming into Jerusalem for the last time as the incarnate God of peace, in stark contrast to the oppressive rulers of that day. And it will culminate gloriously with his resurrection on Easter. We all know how the story ends, but do we really know the story? This week at St. John's, we will observe the entirety of what the church calls the Triduum Sacrum, the holy three days leading up to the Sunday of the Resurrection. In the powerful and moving liturgies of Monday Thursday, we'll join with Jesus and his disciples in the upper room. We'll hear how Jesus gives a new commandment to love one another as he loves us. And then experience this, just as Jesus did when the master became the servant and washed his disciples' feet. We'll be with those first disciples as Jesus gives us his body and blood in the Eucharist. And then we'll leave the church in somber darkness following the poignant and moving stripping of the altar. On Good Friday, we will experience the end. We will join with Mary, Jesus' mother, at the foot of the cross. And we'll recall how all the suffering, all the pain he endured, 
was for us. And then finally, on Holy Saturday, we will keep the great vigil of Easter. We'll gather in darkness and light the new candle, recalling how God's saving grace has acted throughout our history. And we will joyfully welcome the risen Christ with the first Eucharist of Easter. As we enter into Holy Week, may we all keep our hearts open to hear how God is at work now in and around us. And as we leave this place today, may we all remember that the end of the story never changes and that end is resurrection and eternal life.